Hello, everybody, and thank you for tuning in to the Liberty Report. With us today is Chris Rosini, our co-host. Chris, welcome to the program. Great to be with you, Dr. Paul. Very good. Uh, let's talk about the threat of vaccine passports. The idea is still floating around. You'd think they'd quit. You'd think the information coming out would be so strong against it, you know, just on principle, but also that uh, maybe the American people are starting to wake up. They're resisting some of these lockdowns and everything. So you would think so, but uh, there's still those people out doing it. But most of them are, the higher up you go on the bureaucratic stepladder, the more likely it is they have to have a job. And if you go all the way up to that stepladder and you go to the guy that makes the most money, this fellow called Fauci, he, um, he's all for this stuff. But even the little guys, I mean, he, he was one of the big guys, but one of the little guys, you know, if you're the mayor of New York City, uh, that's a different story, yes. But guess what? They, they like their authority and they like vaccine uh, passports as well. And uh, there's more information out because they just, you know, thought things were improving in New York City. And lo and behold, they're reimposing some of these regulations and the restaurant uh, owners aren't very happy with it. One thing, Chris, that bothered me a little bit when I was reading about this is uh, it's a mess. And when customers go there in New York City, they're just as inclined to get mad at the owner because they are trying to survive and get their customers in and not get arrested or fine seven hundred thousand dollars or whatever. You know, they uh, the people get mad at the people who own the restaurants, and and they're not getting upset with the mayor. I can't believe how universal that is. And it might have been just the writer that I was reading that was making this point. But there's not enough resistance, or that wouldn't have come out of they would have gotten rid of or never put in a guy like De Blasio. So uh, that fight is going on, and we're going to hear about it, real, you know, as as the days proceed here, because I think there's going to be a lot of resistance. But the the sad story is the people who haven't expressed themselves yet are trying to survive, uh, and uh, they're anxious to, you know, just get it over with. Uh, they're they're going to suffer the very most. The other thing that is annoying sometimes is some of the owners. Their answer is. Well, the government, the federal government just has to bail me out. And I, I can understand their log, logic. This, the federal government did it to them, so why don't they bail us out? So it's, it, it's a real mess, but they fail to see the basic principle. Why are they doing it at all? Who, who, why should we be designing, you know, internal passports? And, and why did we overreact like we did to the, to the virus and, and the, all the lockdown? But, uh, and, and yet, there are still people waking up and they're resisting. And those are the numbers that we like to talk about. Chris? Yes, Dr. Paul, New York City is something else. And I, you know, I remember us warning about this before it even happened. You know, the businesses, they would be drafted, kind of like a military draft, into becoming unpaid vaccine police for the government. Not that it would be any better if they were paid to do it, but they're unpaid and they're working for the government. And, you know, business in America is, you know, is your, if your money is green, come on in. But now in New York, they have to ridiculously ask a person if they received a certain shot for a virus with a 99.7% survival rate. And it gets even worse than that. Your place, your restaurant, your store, it could be filled with only vaccinated people. And every one of those people could both have COVID 
and spread it to everybody else that's in there, regardless of having the vaccine. Meanwhile, a person on the outside who did not get the shot and who does not have COVID at all is not allowed in. I mean, a more illogical and ridiculous idea I don't think could have ever been imagined. And as a result, business is down 40 to 60% of it have been lost. So these drafted businesses that are working as vaccine police, uh, unpaid police are losing 40 to 60% of their business. So everybody outside of New York City, please take note. This is what happens with vaccine passports. It's horrible. Do not accept such a horrible idea. You know, uh, the way our economy is going now is about as mixed up as I've ever seen it. And that is, uh, there's a lot of jobs out there just opening people, you know, anybody unemployed could find a job. But uh, the jobs are wide open more people looking for jobs than the people who are unemployed. And, and you has to, I start with the assumption. Somebody will say, well, you're, that's too narrow of an assumption. I always assume, what did the government do to create this problem? And most of the time I'm right on this. And I'm sure regulations and all, um, plus the uh, huge benefits you get if you're unemployed, especially with COVID, uh, there's less incentive to, to go get a job. But under these circumstances, guess what? These restaurants, if they're trying to open, they need to hire somebody specifically to be the doorman. And there has to be more than one. They have to check these people. And that's where the people are getting upset, you know, because that's the doorman who's hired by the restaurateur uh, is, is there to try to protect himself and uh, try to get, you know, solve this problem. But so they have to hire more people to do this. The other thing that's a part of this deal, too, is back to the stupidity of uh, treating children as if they are a, uh, a, a very, very dangerous group of people. Uh, and, and it never stops. No matter what the statistics shows, we have to give, make sure they're all, you, you know, wearing masks and get vaccinated and all of these things. Certainly, some states are a lot worse than others. But uh, New York City now is saying, if you're 12 years or older, you have to have uh, you have to have a vaccine, and uh, and for any type of indoor activity. So it's back up there. You know, there's an exit from people from New New York, but not enough. I mean, it's just such a shame. But it, I, I understand the difficulty in doing this because uh, the people who are well to do probably have the uh, have the, the the resources to move about and move their jobs and do this kind of thing. And the average person doesn't. And yet, uh, well, you know, they care about the children. We have to do and protect the children. But how often do they really talk? about you know the severe psychological impact on the children and how about the part that it isn't quite as severe where some have already been known to commit suicide so it is a big problem and that doesn't even phase them because they're saving their lives we're taking care of them and we cannot trust uh, the government the parents uh, to do this we have to do it for them and and now the hysteria about if a parent goes to a pta meeting and complains about some of the stuff they're teaching then it's announced you parents don't have any right to interfere with what we teach your children that's where the problem is that authoritarian approach to who really should be in charge of raising the children 
Yeah, it's disgusting, uh, especially when you bring in children into this mess. Uh, so, but it's up to the parents. You got to stand up for your children. Uh, the next thing I was going to bring up, Dr. Paul, you know, this weekend, I like to watch college football and I was watching a Penn State game and there was a hundred thousand people jammed into the seats at that stadium, like sardines, you know, Beaver stadium at Penn State, they're not even seats where you have some elbow room, they're benches. So people are on top of each other. And this is every week college football is showing there's no masks. Uh, they're filled. And the next day, I, I look at the headlines and I see Fauci says it's too soon to tell about gathering this Christmas with people. And it just boggles the mind. Who on earth is listening to this stuff anymore? And, you know, I remember Fauci saying towards the beginning, you know, we're probably never going to shake hands again. I'm sure a lot of people remember that. And, you know, we, the Ron Paul Institute, we just had a sold out conference uh, last month in Virginia with hundreds of people. And all we did for days was shake hands with all the great people that watch our show, come out to see us. Daniel, who is who is out and he's going to be spotty this week, he was at another conference. I'm sure he was shaking hands again. So Fauci has been so wrong so often that it just it makes you wonder who is still listening to him. Yes. And, you know, there it's created another uh, occupation for young kids because uh, one owner reported that his teenager, I think it was a young teenager, was able to use the computer or whatever he can do and uh, and forge and, and make one of the passports and make it look very official. But then the burden comes on the owner to be not only the policeman to look at all these passports, but then to identify the uh, the passports that might be forgery and which aren't aren't. And uh, you know the whole this whole notion of over control and authoritarianism. Who has a right to their life and and uh, why are they allowed to? And why do we allow them to get away with this gross distortion? You know of the danger of getting together. Your point about these uh, football games, you know, they tr try to scare people to death, and yet uh, I'll bet you the, that the game that you watched, it's several days ago now, but I, I don't think that uh, there's going to be an announcement in a few days how many people actually caught the COVID virus, you know, uh, at, the, at the stadium. No, next week's football games will probably be well attended as well. That's right, Dr. Paul. Uh, I'm going to finish up with a another one from Fauci. He keeps providing us with material. Uh, here's another quote. He says, there comes a time when you do have to give up what you consider your individual right of making your own decision for the greater good of society. Now, of course, the opposite is the truth. You never, ever have to give up your freedom to choose, especially on something that's going to be injected into your body. You know, even the Nuremberg Code, uh, for those who remember World War II and that atrocity, it says, quote, the voluntary consent of the human subject is absolutely essential, end quote. So, you know, our liberty is valuable precisely because it can be attacked. If our liberty could not be attacked, you know, it would have virtually no value. We would not cherish it. So today, our liberty is under unprecedented attack on a global scale that has never happened before. So it's up to each of us to defend it. 
you know, if we're under attack, our liberties, we have to defend it. And the way to defend it is to say no. That's the easiest way. Because authoritarians hate the word no more than anything else. That's what Fauci is saying. He hates, he says, there comes a time where you have to give up your ability to say no. And you know what the answer to Fauci is? No, we're not going to give up that ability to say no. So your liberty is yours, mine is mine, and we should never give it up for any reason. You know, I'm going to read the quote that you have alluded, alluded to and uh, really emphasize strongly exactly what he's saying because it's so horrible. Uh, Fauci on vaccine mandates, quote, there comes a time when you do have to give up what you consider your individual right of making your own decision for the greater good of society. Those terms are so filled with authoritarianism, Marxism, socialism, anti-liberty, anti-constitution, anti-American. I mean, the, these things are just horrible because it's the rejection of liberty. But I heard that so often, you know, in Washington, especially after 9-11, because I did my very best to, uh, you know, uh, recognize the mess we had and the danger that was going on but uh, also trying to make the point that you don't, you don't have to give up liberty. It doesn't solve the, solve the problem. But I would have people calling and the staff that I had in, in Washington, they had plenty of calls and their argument was things are different today. This is a big deal. This is the time you have to sacrifice. You have to sacrifice your liberty. But that principle is at all degrees. It was a much more dramatic principle being expressed on 9-11 and 9-12. You know, we have had to do something. But uh, it's, it's that way all the time. You know, whether it's just uh, get, enforcing vaccines, which is a major deal. But there's other, everything the government does, it's always, uh, it's never done because they want to hurt somebody. It's always done for humanitarian reasons. And they were explaining to people, you know, we have to do this. This will help take care, uh, you know, of the of the people. And it's our responsibility, just as the teachers think they are the only ones in the school boards. They are the only ones that know what the kids should be taught. That is why the uh, private homeschooling, uh, you, you know, curriculums are growing. Ours, our Ron Paul curriculum is growing by leaps and bounds. People are finally saying, Yes, enough is enough. I had trusted the government schools for way too long. And uh, actually moving in that direction is good. Uh, it's just a shame that the people who need it the most uh, aren't going to be able to do it. But uh, they also found out that if you take a large number of homeschooling and poll them, you'll find out that it's more than half of them are from minority groups. So this whole idea and the stereotyping of who gets to do it isn't exactly right. Uh, but there is, you know, obviously some expensive private schools that allows an escape from the government schools. But uh, the parents, the parents have to make the decision. And once again, you know, that's a problem, too, because we live in an age where finding two parents taking care of kids is not always the case. And that that is difficult. And that's why Hillary thinks, you know, her her little co 
community. Her, her village that she has is much more capable because families are all messed up. And it is true, it is a problem, but you have to deal with that problem separately rather than saying, yes, there's problems here, there, and there. And the only solution is somebody who believes in doing what is, for, what is best for the public good. Uh, when, when they start talking like that, you have to be very, very careful. Do you have another statement there, uh, Chris? Yeah, I, I, th I think I just thought of one as you were uh, speaking. So I'll finish here, Dr. Paul. Uh, I remember during your presidential speeches, you would always get uh, great applause and cheers when you said, you know, you never have to sacrifice your liberty in order to be safe and secure. And, you know, that's how it, liberty is attacked. It's always by the use of fear that you're gonna be unsafe and, and unsecure, so you have to give everything up and the government will take care of it. Whether it's they're threatening uh, that there's a boogeyman all the way across the world that is going to come and get you, and or climate change. You know, they're very slick with this kind of stuff. Who's How many scientists are there that are actually going to look into this? You have to take what they tell you uh, at face value and believe them and they lie all the time or in this virus something that you cannot see something you can't you don't know what the statistics are because they're all messed up so they're very slick on how to get you to fear because it's not something tangible that's right in front of you that you can say okay I really am in danger right now so it's it, you know that's why liberty cannot be sacrificed and uh, Dr. Paul was right no matter what you know, another thing we've dealt with uh, for a year and a half or longer, uh, once this uh, epidemic started and all the problems with COVID, has been trying to get accurate information because that to me is the most important thing that uh, we can deal with. And, uh, and yet right now today, uh, more than half the country don't believe the statistics and things that they're told about. And as that number grows, the more resistance there is. But right now, you know, the, the real conditions of the danger to people, it's, it's getting less and less. So people shouldn't say, oh, that's bad. We need to, you know, build up our resistance and make sure we get these shots and new pills and all these things that we must do to them. But, you know, uh, but trying to get accurate information out is important. Now, this, this has been said before. We may have even mentioned it. But to me, this is important because uh, this is, comes from a senator on the, on, the, on the Senate floor, and it's not from Rand. So, but it's from another senator, a good senator, and uh, he's making a point. And uh, this is, to me, people, you know, people in the Senate and the House, they, they're careful, and they don't, they're not going to overstep their bounds. And, but here, Senator Ron Johnson drops a truth bomb on the Senate floor. And, and this is significant. 60% of UK Delta deaths in the last seven and a half months were fully vaccinated. Well, if, if this is true, which I happen to believe it, I mean, people can double check it and find out where the statistics came from. Uh, that, that, that's a big deal. That raises question. Maybe that's the reason a lot of medical people won't take the vaccine because uh, once again the statistics on uh, you know the complications of the vaccines uh, they become a little mushy too you know even the early 
definitions of having a case by the way they were running the, the uh, test, it was, uh, it was not accurate. They could produce more people that had a case but not to be sick. And uh, the same way now, when you're talking to people who, who have complications from the vaccine, uh, you can fudge those figures as well. But there is from Natural News, they have reported on the CDC's classification of disease and, and deaths uh, with, with COVID. And uh, what, what they have done is say that if you, if you go in and get a vaccination and uh, you, you, you were listed as uh, un, unvaccinated and you get a shot and you have a reaction some are severe some have people have died from it if you get this they ignore it they but they're they're told not to count it for 14 days well i understand uh that you can get pretty sick i know of cases where you can get pretty sick uh soon afterwards but 14 days if they're instructed to report that if somebody dies or gets very, very sick during that 14 days, uh, they're, they're to be listed as unvaccinated and, uh, and unrelated to having had the vaccine. And uh, this, this to me is just a gross distortion uh, of, of what they're doing. It, 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 it misleads people. And, uh, and, and yet the other thing is if you talk like this, uh, you're safer if you're in the Senate or the House. They, they say you have a little more protection on what you're allowed to say, which is a pity. It's so sad that now to the, in this day and age, you have to be careful no matter where you say it because you might lose your job. You know, you know what about if you stand up you know, for uh, the things that you believe in and you absolutely are convinced that you're less dangerous than the other people where well, you can still lose your job. So I sort of like it when a few football players stand up and say, I don't believe these things and I don't want to take the test. And, uh, and the people say, well, it's not fair. You could infect other people. The truth is a vaccinated person probably can spread the disease more than the unvaccinated person that has natural immunity. But guess what? You're not allowed to talk about natural immunity. Very few people uh, will bring that up. But that makes a big difference. How can you be, how can your liberties be taken away because you have had a disease and you have, and you have immunity against it and then you are penalized and you have to wear masks and, and be isolated and controlled? The whole thing is control, and uh, you have to submit to the government. It was a big move a couple of years ago when this stuff started because it's been around all the time. You have to have controls. You have to submit. You have to pay your taxes. You have to do this. You have to follow these regulations on and on. But this was a big deal, and, uh, and, and that's why uh, people will have to eventually make a decision on, uh, on how they do this. And, and we, we have to resist, and of course everybody knows that I believe in peaceful resistance and peaceful civil disobedience when things get bad because uh, they are the ones who force this on us. They are the ones that are violent. They don't believe that, nor sometimes they don't even understand it. But when they tell you what you have to do because you are a danger to society and they have no more proof than the man and the moon, uh, yeah, something has to be done. But guess what? More and more people every single day are waking up and saying enough is enough. And uh, we are going to defend our position. Matter of fact, in a free society, guess what? 
you're supposed to be allowed to take your own risk. You're not to, you don't have any right to hurt other people, but if you wanted to take in risk in anything you do, so if you decided uh, you didn't want to, to take a vaccine, well, people who say, well, vaccines are important, we have to stop this disease. We, you get vaccinated, then I am no longer a danger to you because uh, you, you know you have your own protection. Oh, that doesn't work. The vaccine doesn't work. And people start scratching their head. They're literally, you know, arguing that case that even when you have the vaccine, you have to worry about it. Not only can you get it, you can still spread it after you've had the vaccine. A lot more danger than the person that has natural immunity. I happen to endorse that principle of natural, uh, natural immunity. I wish people would be more open-minded as they study and try to understand science. I want to thank everybody for tuning in today to the Liberty Report. Please come back soon.